the emphasis of the whole My Front Bar programme was that the council would not be prescriptive. This is the Vitalising Purpose podcast with me, Jamie Veach, and today's guest, Nathan Atkinson, now Corporate Director of Adults and Wellbeing at Trafford Council, and formerly the Assistant Director of Strategic Commissioning in Adult Care, Housing and Public Health at Rotherham Metropolitan Borough Council. And this interview covers pioneering work which Rotherham Council undertook, developing a local ecosystem of social and micro-enterprises to maximise outcomes for people with a learning disability and autistic people. Some in the council even considered it brave or bold to put faith in social and micro-enterprises to develop an extensive offer. But the results speak for themselves. And the Community Enterprise Development Programme also created over 100 jobs in social and micro-enterprises in Rotherham. Nathan believes social enterprises are purpose-aligned, natural partners with public authorities. He tells us why in this episode, recorded before he left Rotherham and joined Trafford. I hope you all enjoy this episode of the Vitalising Purpose podcast with Nathan Atkinson. Nathan, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Certainly, and uh, really welcome um, the opportunity to join your podcast today, Jamie. Can you tell us a little bit about DEX Life Skills Centre? Yes, DEX, DEX is one of a number of um, social enterprises um, set up in Rotherham in in response to the call to action, really, from, from the council supported by um, community catalysts um, to to grow enterprise in the borough, recognising the need for um, a move away from building-based services for people with learning disability and autism, um, which started in 2017 with our My Front Door strategy. And DEX were one of the original enterprises to come forward. Originally, um, a skate park with alternative um, services on site, including car washing, and various other things. Um, DEX were very passionate about um, supporting employment opportunities for people with learning disability or, or autism, but also to to look at um, how they could provide a good day opportunity experience for, for people. So that would involve um, either volunteering in the skate park or in some of the aligned businesses to DEX. One of the great examples is, is a young man who had a real passion for um, first aid. And um, DEX put him through his first aid training. And this is a chap who'd been in our building-based services for many years and not had an opportunity to realise his passion for first aid. So he, he um, had his training. And then, as is the way with, with skate parks, um, one of the customers had a, a minor accident mm. and this young man was able to go and administer first aid, support the individual, much to um, their their appreciation and, and that of the, the, the young person's family and um, was completely vindicated in the use of his his first aid skills in, in, a, in a real life example. And that's what the essence of DEX is all about. It's about making sure that people with learning disability or people with autism live an ordinary life and contribute to society and develop as, as individuals. And that um, is absolutely fantastic. And so this is about 
development as individuals. It's about having new experiences, maintaining networks, contributing to community as well, and gaining both volunteering and, and work opportunities. I know that's something that in, in the book you bring to life as well. You also mentioned that there are significant economic benefits in the borough. There have been many, many jobs created, well over 100. How many exactly was it? 116 jobs created in the borough. So all, all I think it's important to note that when the, the council services were closed, um, the council staff were redeployed to other services, so there were no redundancies from that. So there's no, there's no kind of um, loss of roles um, that have been replaced by the social enterprises. The social enterprises have provided an additional 116 roles yeah. Into, into a borough that's economically challenged and doesn't necessarily have employment opportunities for everyone. So a fantastic um, contributor to the council's commitments to, to social value and our drivers to um, create economic benefit for, for all in the borough. And, and I read another example of a community-based business which was called Artworks. A carer described this as a fantastic service that supports adults with learning disabilities to have opportunities to participate in community projects and special events. And I know you've been very positive about Artworks. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, so Artworks are an organisation um, that um, started off in the Thorpe Hesley area of Rotherham, but have expanded um, across various parts of South Yorkshire now. Um, but their whole ethos is about capturing people's latent talents and enabling them to flourish. And I think one of the things that's been really pleasing from the whole programme of, of moving to the social enterprises is seeing some of some of the, the people who, who used the council services previously um, developing their, their skills, especially in arts and crafts, in a really positive way and having their work um, published and having their work um, displayed in galleries. And I think one of the, the lovely examples of, of almost a kind of circular approach really is the um, rest pipe facility we have here, here in Rotherham called Conway Crescent. Had a, a very bland um, retaining wall and colleagues from Artworks put in place a, a mural on that wall, a really happy mural. And um, that means that their their peers get to enjoy their, their work and they have the the satisfaction of knowing it's it's on permanent display. One of the things that had not um, been enabled in, in the old way of working in the in the day centres was really capitalizing on people's natural talents and abilities and artworks are all about that. Um, and working at different levels, recognising that some people will, will be more more natural artists than others, but all are welcome. And I think that ethos um, is, is really the essence of, of, of artworks, that it is an inclusive service. Indeed, indeed. And so let's then go back to what you alluded to earlier on in terms of the transformation in adult social care for people with a learning disability who access day opportunities in Rotherham and 
It's described in your own words as having shifted the dial from a traditional local authority run building based offer to a multitude of services operated by small businesses, social enterprises, micro enterprises, community enterprises in the borough and how that's been facilitated partly by the my front door strategy. I noticed that you, you, you wrote, the council understood we could not achieve this alone. The role of social enterprise was crucial in making the leap. How did you um, create and nurture this environment? I think we have to give credit to um, community catalysts themselves, a, a, a not-for-profit organisation and social enterprise in their role of providing a catalyst, um, in, our, in our case, um, Harry Clarkson, whose role was to work with um, individuals and, and I suppose early incubators of, of the social enterprises to, to get them off the ground. Um, the, the driver for the change was, was a reflection that the offer was, was not really enabling people to progress or to flourish or to kind of follow their, their ambitions um, building-based services were very much, though the the staff and the, the the kind of atmosphere in there was to try and support people. It, it was very much about really giving people something to do during the day rather than giving them something really purposefully to do, you know, yeah. that um, added, added benefit and value. And most critically, that people enjoyed um, so the, the move to a range of enterprises meant that people had genuine choice, which is mm. something we're, we're, we're told to deliver via, via the CARE Act. You know, it's a statutory requirement of, of local government, um, but it's also the right thing to do. We, if you think about our own life, it's not regimented. We do different things on different days and, you know, yes, we might go to work, um, but we will do other things in our leisure time. And I think it's about how people can get a, a variety of experiences. And part of the initial approach was taste the session. So people would try stuff, see if they liked it, and then they could ultimately request a direct payment and, and purchase whatever they, they wanted to do. And so those taster sessions enabled people to think, yeah, I really like um, artworks, for instance, really want to go there. I might have tried another enterprise. Yeah, it's all right, but it's not quite for me. Um, and so it gave people that opportunity to really be in control of, of what they wanted to do. And that was very different from you come into this building and get on the bus and you're there for five, six hours and then you're getting on the bus and going home. It's... Um, a different different mentality and it was one that could only really be delivered through social enterprise because local government is slow and clunky and bureaucratic and we we wouldn't have been able to provide that range of choice in the time frame um that that was um facilitated through this approach that's really interesting and so it then there's a natural partnership between local government and between social enterprise to bring perhaps the agility and the the reach together. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. It's always been seen as a partnership. I think sometimes, you know, you can kind of get into this, well, we commission them, it's council money, and therefore they kind of should do what the contract says. And 
um, the whole point of this was that it wouldn't be prescriptive in that way. Yeah. I mean, clearly we we have, um, you know, uh, all all the checks and all the necessary things to ensure that the services are safe and and uh, meet meets core standards. But the um, emphasis on the enterprises shaping their own offer. The emphasis of the whole My Front Door program was that the council would not be prescriptive. It wouldn't dictate what the offer looked like. Um, the offer would be defined by what the enterprises could bring um, to to the table and that they would all offer something slightly different. Um, so if you're into art, then you've got artworks. If you're into kind of skate parks and um, various other things, then you've got decks and if you're into um, drumming, there's a drumming club. And um, if you wanted something that was a bit more akin to your previous experience in the day centre, that was available as well. So the the enterprises found their own offer and um, their mission was to be as popular as possible, because obviously the more people who utilise their services the more they can grow and the more they can expand their own offer. So that um, that kind of partnership approach, which you alluded to before, was absolutely critical to that. So sort of oh. setting out the foundations of, of what we wanted, i.e. a good good opportunity for people to use their time during the day, um, but with, with an emphasis on, on the uh, enterprises ploughing their own furrow in terms of what that looked like. Right, yes. And you, you mentioned that um, it is infectious as well. There's a social movement was born, in, again, quoting your essay in the book, and a critical mass of users meant the social enterprises themselves could grow and new ones could develop too. So what do we need to do outside of Rodham? What do we need to do in other local authority areas to turn this from a movement that has been wonderful in terms of social value and economic impact in Rotherham to something all over the UK? I think it's about entering into dialogue and creating that platform to enable social enterprises to grow. So there are certain parts of the UK where social enterprise is quite ingrained and embedded. I'm thinking parts of, say, Northwest England. Um, where it is building on existing foundations. Um, but within Rotherham, it was very much starting from scratch. Um, and so it's having those discussions and facilitating and supporting the growth of social enterprise. And by levering the, the kind of spending power of the council, giving some degree of, of financial support whether that be directly through grants or in this instance it was through the use of direct payments um, to enable that kind of, um, in, I suppose, sufficient um, income for the social enterprises to take the plunge and, and constitute themselves and really go for it. Um, so a number of enterprises in Rotherham were formed by either, either volunteers or, or people who'd previously worked for the council um, setting up their, their own enterprise from, from scratch. And that's a very brave thing to do. Um, but ultimately, the enterprises need to be self-sufficient. They need to wash their face. They need to pay their staff and pay their bills. Um, so being able to support that um, is critical. 
but I think you touched upon the the most important element, um, which is to treat them as partners. These are not commissioned services. These are not um, standalones. These are part of your wider offer to support people with autism, people with learning disabilities in our instance, but it could be any other cohort really. Um, but that that collaborative working between public services and the enterprises is, is critical and you know there shouldn't be a hierarchy there. Brilliant. Thank you, Nathan. And have you yourself always been always been such an advocate of social enterprise? Um, and what has what has sort of helped you the most in terms of seeing the the social enterprise difference, if you like? Yeah, I think for me, I've always been a, a big supporter of the voluntary sector throughout my professional career. Um, I think because the sector has always had that connection to the community and been the community voice, but also has generally constituted itself um, because there is a social problem that committed people want to fix. And I think social enterprise is, is obviously a, a facet of that. Um, but the the key thing for me is about the values. Um, social enterprises are, tend to be um, value-driven organisations, um, but they are commercially minded as well. And I think in the, the economic climate we're in, that is a, that is quite critical. They, they want to stand on their own two feet. They don't want to just exist on sort of short-term grants there is always that kind of um willingness to to kind of grow and that kind of commercial acumen um and i think for for me seeing social enterprises perhaps in in previous councils i'd worked in prior to coming to rotherham deliver really good services including core statutory services for councils um yes convinced me that um it's a it's a really good model and the fact that the the profits are, are reinvested um into delivery covering core costs is, is what it should be about you know public money is being recycled in a positive way and not being siphoned off um you know to some offshore island somewhere so you know certainly always been um a, a firm supporter of social enterprise and my experiences in Rotherham have done nothing but to further cement that uh, that that view. Nathan that's been fascinating is there anything else that you want to flag up then in terms of um, the challenges ahead for public services the challenges for all of us and how best to to address those in terms of high quality public services anything that we've missed that you'd like to flag up? Um I think it's it's social enterprise seizing the initiative to um, to perhaps fill fill gaps which will emerge as um, finances become tighter, and we're seeing in some of our statutory offers in adult social care nationally um, and locally um, in South Yorkshire and Rotherham real challenges in in supply, so things like home care and and um, you know. Uh, personal assistance and various other things and um, that there is a role that social enterprise could potentially play there in, in in supporting some of those kind of really core well-known um, adult care services and um, 
that's something I'd really welcome and and would always be amenable to discussions with any um, like-minded organisations who, who wanted to enter that space. So there will be opportunities in the future and I welcome any discussions with, with any interested organisations or individuals. Brilliant. Nathan Atkinson, thank you ever so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Jamie. This is the Vitalising Purpose podcast with me, Jamie Veach, and today's guest, Nathan Atkinson, now at Trafford Council, formerly at Rotherham Council, and we've put Nathan's contact details in the show notes. Nathan has written a chapter for the new book, Vitalising Purpose, The Power of the Social Enterprise Difference in Public Services. We depend on public services for a functioning society, but there are record pressures on those services. Resources are stretched, demand is escalating, some services are even at risk of collapse. Traditional approaches are not delivering good outcomes, but we can't just despair at these challenges. We must do better. Vitalising Purpose investigates how partnerships between public authorities and social enterprises can make a difference to how public services are provided and to people's lives. It's an inspiring, practical book. It's for you and for all custodians of local democracy. And you can get your free copy as an ebook download from e3m.org.uk or look up Vitalising Purpose, the power of the social enterprise difference in public services wherever you buy your books. Get your copy today to maximise social value, public benefit and good outcomes for people and places when delivering public services. Thanks for listening.